to Mind Matters with Sandy and Kathleen. Happy New Year, everybody. And I was going to say Merry Christmas, but we've obviously passed that because we're into New Year. Sandy is clearly, you know what happens here that they say about this time of the year where you don't know that time between Christmas and New Year where you don't know where you're supposed to be, what's going on, what day it is, whether it's been night, all of those things. Well, we're, we're both having that experience. I'm not. I'm just in a chocolate home. Oh, yeah, we've just been discussing our chocolate comas. So um, I'm very good with chocolate all throughout the year. I have not, I can confirm, I've not been good with chocolate over the last few days, but um, that was Christmas presents, not things I've brought myself. I'm great with chocolate. I eat it all year round. Are you evenly distributed across the year? I don't. I'm I'm good because it's, you know, there's lots of great things about chocolate, but there's lots of things my body doesn't like either. But today's podcast, we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions because we're all drawing to that that point where we stand there with a glass of champagne and a funny hat on and watch the clock count down to midnight and think, what am I going to do with next year? So... And I can say as a clinical hypnotherapist, strangely enough, and I'm sure you'd all realise that I actually end up with quite a few people within my realm that have made a New Year's resolution like, I'm going to quit smoking, I want to lose weight, um, I'd like to cut down on my drinking, you know, whatever. And so I get lots of people within my rooms and that... Um, there because they've made a New Year's resolution. So whereas I don't, I get them more September, October when they <laughs> when they go, I made a New Year's resolution, I haven't done it, I don't know what happened, and now I'm not coping with it. And that's why we're doing this podcast. We want to talk. We're not saying that New Year's resolutions are bad. We're talking about how to construct constructive New Year's resolutions rather than ones that might not bring you undone, but make you feel like you haven't succeeded. I was going to say, placing them in um, realistic um, sort of times, values, and why you do it. Mm. You know, it's, and this, and like having New Year's, so we'll go sort of into it. Throughout our life, we have periods that we start focusing on things that we'd like to achieve. And New Year's is one that tends to help you pinpoint things that you'd like to do. But is it realistic? Is it time-framed? Is it, you know... Should it all be done in one step? I mean, I had this... Like I think about losing weight's a good example of it, people that get to a New Year's resolution and say, I want to lose 20 kilos. No, no, it's not lose weight. You decide to... Get healthy. Exactly. Well, that's what we're talking about. So people stand there on the 31st of December and say, I'm going to lose 20 kilos this year. Realistically, what they need to do is not focus on the number in the one big chunk. Because how do you eat an elephant? A bite at a time. But if you stand there and look at an elephant, you think you're never going to eat the whole thing in one go. And not only that, if you're a pelican, I reckon that one bite would be huge. Yeah, that's true too, yes, (laughs) as opposed to a mouse. Yeah. So it's about saying I am going to do things that are healthy for me, that are good for my body, that will support my body to live in a healthy way and all of those. I um, very regularly when I have people sitting in front of me saying I want to lose weight and I go, well, that's really interesting phrasing because often if you lose something, you can find it again. Let's focus on health. and. Um, 
why do you want to not be carrying as much kilos etc as you would like what's that about and if they're all about because I want to look great in a bikini blah blah I go well maybe you need to get on some fad diets and all the rest but if you want to talk about health and something that sustains you for the rest of your life let's focus on that well see I don't know if I've mentioned this before but I do know a clinical hypnotherapist um, she's quite a good one. Her name's Sandy Katane, actually. You should um, probably look her up. Uh, she's done some work on me with weight loss that wasn't around weight loss. It was around health because I have, as I've mentioned before in previous podcasts, issue with food intolerance and histamine intolerance. So rather than focusing on weight loss, we're focused on doing things that are right for my body, me being aware of what is right for my body to support it to be healthy so that I don't feel bad, that I can live my best life, that I can physically be in the best shape I can be in. And as a consequence, I'm what do we call a sneaker? A creeper. You're I'm a, a creeper. You're a creeper. I'm a creeper for many yeah. reasons. But um but the main one is that I so I have hypnotherapy. It doesn't I don't come out of the session going everything's changed. It creeps in over time. So as I sit here at the moment, I've lost 18 kilos over that time, a bit more maybe, 17, really? maybe. yeah. Wow. And in the last... See, um, that's how much I don't focus on kilos because it's about health. That's right. And I didn't do it to lose weight. I did it to feel yeah. better so that my body was functioning better because of all the issues that go along with the food intolerances and all the rest of it. They've dissipated because I've listened to my body, I've understood what needs to go into it and, and the ratios, I've looked at macros for people that are into dietary things, looked at macros and all of those things and then my food intolerances on top of that. But the interesting part is that I did start, I put on four kilos and then, and this is only recently, and then what I returned to, what I didn't realise it till a bit later, was what had come through in the hypnotherapy, which is focusing on doing what is right for my body and I've just kicked back into that subconscious, doing what is right, doing what is right. And as a consequence, I've now come down nearly five kilos from where I was. So I'm, I'm well, less than what I was before I started to put weight on that again. That was from the last session. That was it? from, no, from the last session you did was digestion yeah. with me. Yeah, so, yeah. again, everything that, this is where hypnotherapy is not a one-hit. This is me. This is me who's not the hypnotherapist talking about hypnotherapy. It's not a one-hit wonder. And it's not a magic wand and it's not something where you get, you know, a stop a pocket watch is waved in front of you and then you will not eat too much and you will lose weight. It's not about that. It's what it's done is made me focus on my body and what it needs and how it functions best and what I can do to support it. And as a consequence of that, I am now a lot lighter than what I was, but also I feel a lot better for it. So am I skinny? No. I'm still technically on a scale of well, I'm slightly overweight, but um, am I particularly worried about it? No, no, it's because, because my body's feel, functioning and you're feeling and I healthier. feel good. And yeah. you know, am I morbidly obese and at risk of a, of a heart attack? And no, I'm not. So all of those things have been a bonus as well. So if you go into a New Year's resolution, if I had gone into a New Year's resolution the year before last and said I need to lose 20 kilos. I would have failed at that because I would have, one, only lost 18, and second of all, I would have just been floundering around trying to work out how to do it and hitting the fad diets and worrying about all these other things. But if I go into it saying I'm going to support my body to give it what it needs and give it the exercise or whatever that it needs, um, 
then I've come out of it with a, this has actually been a success for me and it's it's a good thing rather than saying I fell short by two kilos. It's the same as, um, so we'll talk, and we will, we'll sort of bump around in this subject of New Year's resolutions. Um, I always... Us bump around in a subject on a podcast. <laughs> bump around and go from one, get off on a tangent. Now, come on. Sorry. I, on. I did really well last time and I actually... I did not. I, I noticed how we maintained staying within the subject. Focus. Yeah. I just stuffed that for this podcast. Yeah. But anyway, go on. Um, well, I did let you go because you were on a roll. So, and I see <laughs> that you were really happy with it. But so the thing is that making New Year's resolutions... There's some really great things within it, but there's also the non-realistic side. Mm -hmm. And as Kath's have started out, you know, I want to shed 20 kilos or I want to do this and I want to do that, you know, you know, I want to build the Taj Mahal in five days. Yeah, I've got to lose 80 kilos. I need to do it by the end of June. You know, that's not realistic. Yeah, it's. And so having a, a point of focus on what you'd like to do, I mean, I particularly love having people within my room that have gone, you know, I I don't want to be a smoker anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I've had enough of it. But often it's made quite flippantly at New Year's where they'll go, I'm setting a date, I'm setting this in stone, I'm all the rest, um, and they're actually not quite... There, they're just thinking that that day is the day, mm. and they they've not done the pre work. There's preparation to, work yeah. in these things. Yeah, All and pre- uh, it's the same as you know wanting to become healthy. It doesn't happen. Over. You need a lot. There's a lot of work that needs to be done. Even with um, becoming a non-smoker, one of the very few ad uh, things that I see on telly that we, you know, when you said the, the quit smoking and all the rest, and they had one that was run and it said never give up giving up. Yes. And I, I really liked that analogy because it doesn't yeah. matter. It's the same as, and we've used this before, this I've saying. I've said it so many times. You know, times, a thousand yeah. times down, a thousand and one times up. It doesn't matter because you've never failed. You're just learning more and more techniques or whatever it is. It's how you process that in your brain. Anyway, so when I get people that are sitting in front of me and they might have been, you know, three sheets to the window, oh, I'm going to give up smoking tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. And they just think that that magically will happen. And then they've smoked two packets of cigarettes at the party that they've been at and gone because tomorrow and they wake up feeling like hell and they're, yeah. Go, I'm never going to smoke again. Oh, Jesus, where are my cigarettes? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't work like that. You can... And that's another thing, setting realistic goals is what it comes down to. So when it comes to smoking, am I going to give up today? No, but what I might do on the 1st of January is start to look into how I could give up smoking. What are my options? How do these things work? What have I tried before? Let's eliminate or work on why those things didn't work before. Who could I get to support me in this? You don't have to give it up on the 1st of January. And do you know a lot of people that do succeed, with that have done the pre-planning they'll go they might have been thinking about it for you know maybe years um but then they'll ramp up thinking for that that's going to be their day that they stop or the night that they stop and it's celebratory into the next year it's when it's the the drunken not 
thought out sort of plan because you don't need a hypnotherapist or you don't need patches. You don't, some people do, some people don't. There's a lot of people that just go, that's it, I'm done, and they mm, do actually they walk stop. away. I had a friend you know? that did that. Yeah. He, he said exactly that. Yeah. He said he stood up one day, he was a long-time smoker. I'm not sure how old, he, he'd been smoking since he was in his teens. I'm not sure how old. I never knew him as a smoker and I've known him for about 20 years. He must have been, say, in his early 40s at the time. And he said he stood up from the recliner he was sitting in and he was so lightheaded and he just went, you know what, I am not doing this anymore and he threw the cigarettes away. My father-in-law gave up in a very similar way when he found out my mother-in-law had COPD. He just stopped smoking. And for someone that had smoked camels, he used to rip the butt off cigarettes and smoke them without filters. My dad was a camel non-filter. You can actually buy them camel non-filter. Yeah, well, that's what, yeah. So my father-in-law used to buy them camel non-filter, but then for the last, like for the 15-odd years that I knew him as a smoker, he never bought cigarettes. He stole them off my mother-in-law, so he, he would rip the filter off and smoke them. He gave up smoking cold turkey from a decision. That was a mindset. And his body would have gone through withdrawal. He would have gone through everything that every other – he was not superhuman. He would have gone through absolutely everything that every other um, person giving up smoking went through. But his mindset was, I no longer smoke. And and the thing is that – and I – like quite regularly I have people sit there and go, I just did it. And I stopped. I go, that's great. But I know that that is a rarity. It's, yeah, not, it's not It's not the common. Um, and that's why there's all that supportive stuff around, you know, becoming a non-smoker. And that's great. But, you know, as I say, the people that often succeed have done the pre-work. Yeah. And this is what we're talking about. So New Year's resolutions, great. Find something that's achievable. Set yourself up for success, guys. You know, don't say I'm going to write in my journal every day, and then I want know. to buy a Ferrari. So what do you do? You don't yeah. go out and buy the Ferrari. You start saving. That's yeah. That's that's yeah. the thing. It's it's about making the goals achievable. I know a lot. I work with families and parents and so on of, of kids, and and I know there's always a lot of angst around. This year at school, we're going to be more organised with getting the kids into bed at a decent time up at a decent time and off to school, you don't prepare that on the night before school goes back. You start to think about it halfway through January, even earlier, that you start, what would be an acceptable bedtime for my child? How am I going to achieve this? Talking to the child about it, all of those things. It doesn't happen the day of. I, you know the ad? It will happen. It won't happen overnight, but it will happen. This is where advertising has worked. I've actually bought it up twice to advertising. You know, I'm obviously very susceptible to advertising. When you said I can't believe, I thought you said I thought you were gonna say I can't believe it's not butter. (laughs) (laughs) There's a third one. Yeah, that was you. That was me. I can't believe it's not panty. (laughs) With anything, I can't believe it's not this. I can't believe it's so what's a realistic target for you or um, New Year's resolution. I don't do them. I don't do New Year's resolutions. I, I do. I don't either. Don't do them. Um, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't. Some people need goals. Like it's really it's a goal setting thing. I don't sort of set goals. I, I set more what I would call targets in that. So a goal to me is a finishing line. A target is something I'm aiming for. So I sort of look and go, okay, I'd like to, like I would like to go back and do more tertiary postgraduate stuff with mental health. It's a target 
it's not if I said I was going to do it this year I'd probably disappoint myself but I know it's there and I need to work towards how I'm going to do that you know I'm going to just change this conversation up a little bit and because people often get stuck in perfection I know Mm. that both Kath and I study like I but for me to keep my accreditation, I need to do ongoing professional development. And um, I know next year there's a lot of things that I'm aiming to do. Um, so targets, mm. aims, all that sort of stuff. And it's, they're, they're great things to have. I mean, you look at, uh, I used to do a lot of karate. Each belt to me, it gave you something to aim for, but there was always more. Mm. You know, what I, I don't know why, but something was ringing, ringing in my head then and it was about perfectionism on New Year's Eve, about people oh, think that yeah. there's, that this is going to be perfect that they, and so they, it's a set up for failure. Yeah. I absolutely 100 million percent never, ever, ever look for perfectionism, ever. Because it's just, it's an unrealistic aim. So that's one of those. Except if you're me. I do perfection really well. Look how I carry it. I know. And she she does it very well. I'm I'm supportive of her perfectionism. Not. But that's (laughs) nobody on the face of this earth has everything down pat. And, And that's another thing. Goals change. Things change. You have to be, so, okay, because you can sit here and go, I think I need to do this or, um, you know, pick anything in life, really, but when you get into cook it, you a find meal. Cook there you meal. go. You've got to prepare. Yeah, or actually, even even then, if you go to the cupboard and you go, oh, I didn't have this, then you have to adapt. Yeah, think of a recipe. You cook a curry and then you taste it and go, oh, that nearly knocked me over. Next time, I'd do it differently. Or this needs more curry powder. So it's about being adaptable and under and not not punishing yourself because it might not have turned out the way that you planned. That you in planned. fact, you might just get some other amazing taste buds and results from not being a perfectionist yeah you know it's about awareness and all the rest who would have thought that we would have got there through new year's resolutions <laughs> about I, I i as i say i'm not sure why but i had that i, I know why. About that, i get you know. a lot of people you see this and it's every year and i sort of have a bit of a giggle when i see it on social media because it seems to come up a lot people go 2019 go and get stuffed 2020 better be a better year this was a horrible year it's like no this was just a year they're all pretty much the same look some people will obviously have dramas and grief things and things that go on that are out of their control yes that will happen but the whole world is not as stuffed as what we think it is it's just if you expect a perfect year can i say something no do you know what thanks um the thing that I love about coming into 2020 is it's the it's the same thing that they use for vision. Yeah, it's and I love the 2020 vision sort of thing. Like I, I love that analogy. I've thought that, that too. That, like clear this. vision. Let's yeah. look at everything. And in, in the reality is the world is not perfect. Everything's not going to go exactly the way we want it to. That's it. We can't do perfectionism. What we can do is try and make the best out of that situation. Let's be I, like I just need day to, at a time. I just need. Kath to chime in on this one because, as you know, she's got a few strings in her bow, this young lady. Um, how many people do you like that walk in that have done New Year's resolutions 
and sit there in front of you in my suite and go, I want a boyfriend yeah. or I want a girlfriend. <laughs> Is that going to happen? Do you like that? I, I will. That's not me. That's Kat. <laughs> I had a client that came in to me a couple of weeks ago that sat here and, and told me her age and, and she wasn't all that. She was young, yeah, she was in her mid-twenties. And she went, this is how old I am. I've waited long enough. Where is my husband? I want a baby. And she just thought that I would have these magical answers. And I, you know, it was it was quite a step. So she's setting herself up for failure, thinking yes. I have to have this. I want it. It's been, I, I have waited. I, this is all about me. I have waited long enough. And this is what I want. Now, when we started to dissect the way she's going about it, and I honestly don't know whether the penny really dropped. I'm surprised that I don't know somebody hasn't suffocated her to sleep to take it, but she, but she was that, that was a little unkind, a little, little harsh. Kind. I just needed you to know that she <laughs> she stormed out of here very unhappy with me because I couldn't. She wanted to hear certain answers. She wanted to hear me say, "You deserve it. You're 25, and you you should have this." Where in reality, she was just expecting things that were just not right for her right now and she was going about it in a very awkward manner that was causing her more pain than and that's the setup happiness. again like a set set up for success so you know even though we're chiming back into new year's resolutions it's that set up for success so potentially with Kath's client it would have been what are the things that you could do to bring to the table that would um, place you in a position where you could meet people, that you could discuss things, etc. You know the setups, guys. It's it's and, the and work. I could see hand. more with her too because we we talked, Sandy and I. We've talked about in podcasts before about um, brides that become unrealistic with their expectations of how their wedding day will be, and they There's think everything. One. I'm going to get married this year. I'm going to get married this year. This is it. I'm going to get married. Doesn't you know? It's really it's an organic process. You don't just get. You I mean you can just get married. Um, you can marry your best friend now. It's legal to you know. Sandy and I are great friends. Neither of us are married. We could just marry each oh, other. I'll be goal go. met. <laughs> Everyone can come to the wedding March 25th. I, um, <laughs> Um, no, no, I'm busy that day. <laughs> but is it going to be the type of marriage that oh, we had in mind? Yeah. I just think I turned you down. <laughs> oh, did you? I didn't even notice. Didn't even touch the sides with me. But it's and, and Sandy and I were talking about this before that we we see people that are in relationships that we know that they've gone into it with just going, I need to get married because this is what happens when you're in your twenties or whatever. So if you've set that type of unrealistic goal on the 31st of December as you stand there single at a, at a New Year's Eve party or at home with your cats on your lap or whatever it is that single people now, perceive that they like, do. That sounds like, like my type of just, year. So yeah, same here. I'll be at home packing up Christmas decorations, so there's no judgment from me. I have to go, but, let's talk about setting up. Ex I've always seen myself as the cat lady, like, <laughs> In my older age, you know, you get one of the ones in the town that's got 3,000 cats yeah. running around them. I can see myself, you know, as an old, like maybe two or three years from now, an older <laughs> lady, and I'll be down the end of the street with a 1,000 cats, and I'll be blissfully happy, I think, because I'll just be going, I love my cats. I'll have my lost souls. <laughs> yeah. I'll just have lost souls around me, just yeah. people just wandering behind me. Just with no sort of direction because that's what I do. I just help lost souls find their map. Um, 
But I think that, yeah, so we, we get brides to, you know, if you stand mm. there and you say, I am going to make this perfect, this is going to be a perfect year, it's not no. perfect for one person is not perfect for the next person. Well, what one person perceives as perfect is not necessarily perfect for the next person. It's about living your best life and really doing it a day at a time. Yeah, and and if I, I think that if I was going to even think about a news resolution, which I'm not, but I'm having to because we're doing this podcast, Kat, um, is just to keep improving the things that I do. To eat learn, more chocolate. Eat more chocolate. Oh, <laughs> I can do that. So there you go. There's another improvement. But um, just to keep growing as a person, to keep expanding consciousness, intelligence. Um, it's a lot of work to do there. A lot of work. Well, there's room. See, there's room. I, I've got room to expand. I'd like to stop buying candles. Oh, well, you need a bigger room. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. I need that sort of expansion. What would I – so if I was going to pick something for 2020, I would work on my self-limiting behaviour. Oh, that's a good one. See, I've gone expansion. You've gone – see, it's just how you word it, isn't it? Because we're actually yeah. saying – I said work on it. I didn't say stop it. No, I just, no, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. And this is, this we're is actually what, yeah. saying the same thing. We just yeah. worded it differently. Exactly. So it's what's right for you. And, and do I expect it to be perfect at the end of the year? No. If I get to June and I'm still self-limiting, will I consider myself a failure? No. I'll, I'll get her in the chair then. Yeah, that's right. Again. The chair session. Because <laughs> then so because I'm a Christian, should come in by, what, the end of the year? So this time next year we can talk about it again. Because Kat's being a creeper, like she takes. And it's, do you know, I just needed to say with hypnotherapy, it, it sometimes does feel like you've been hit a bit by a magic wand because you sometimes, depending on the session, and depending on the person, you, you, some people walk out going, wow, that, you know, and because they're in that space, things happen for them and it's an absolute pleasure and an absolute privilege to be a part of that process with a lot of people. But people like Kath, I'll do a session and it's, I'll usually sort of say to Kath about two or three weeks later, so how are you going? Because if I ask her a week afterwards, she goes, mm, you know, and I go, okay. And then, then she'll start trying and then it sort of builds for mm. her. And I get quite a few people. It's other people, it's it's and that's the thing is that everyone's different. I'm stubborn and resistant. No, you're not. <laughs> so there's that. that was a there, there's, there's that behaviour that she's going to work I'm on. I'm going to work on my line. <laughs> I'm going to work on my bold, my bold-faced lies. I'm just going to, going to do it. So by all means, go and make New Year's resolutions. Just think about how you're doing them and what you're doing to yourself. Be realistic within them. It, you know, allow yourself the setup and allow yourself the time. You know, don't look at the instantaneous because it's sort of like that instantaneous, you know, diet that you start going up and down with and all the rest. Look at the things that are achievable for you, the things that bring you pleasure. Even if you're um, looking to shed a few kilos or something, do it because it makes you feel good. If you want to be a non-smoker, do it because it makes you feel good. 
if you want to start dating, do it because it makes you feel good, not because you have to because – and set up. Do the set up and give yourself time, guys. Mm. You know, really give yourself time. Be kind time. to yourself. Absolutely be kind to yourself. Mm. Yep, there's nothing wrong with self-interest, totally different from selfishness. That's right. Selfishness is at everyone else's expense. Self-interest is paramount because when you really looked after yourself, you get to look after everyone else around you. Try it so the oxygen mask dropping from the ceiling in the plane. Put yours on first, then you can help everybody else. That's the one. That simple. On that note, okay. we're going to let you go and enjoy your New Year's. Enjoy, set up, have a party and love the people you're around and be kind to yourself and everyone else around you guys. That about says it all. All right. Bye. Catch you next time.